how do I feel mentally, physically, emotionally? Just feel into it. Whole body feel into it. How do I feel in this moment? This is a great thing to do in between calls and conversations and activities throughout your day. Welcome to the Rebel Souls podcast, where we flip the middle finger to the status quo. I'm your host, Shelly Paxton, lifelong rebel, liberator of souls, and author of Soulbatical, a corporate rebel's guide to finding your best life. Settle in as we dive deep with badass leaders who are rebelling for what matters most in life, business, and the world at large. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get this revolution started. Hello and welcome back, my fellow Rebel Souls. It's just you and I this week. We've got a soul episode. And I have to admit, this one, I wasn't really sure. I have tons of ideas, but to be honest, I do what feels right to me in the moment on the days when I record these. And I woke up today and one of the practices I've been doing as part of my morning routine is reading the passage for that particular day from the Book of Awakening by the poet Mark Nepo. And if you guys don't know of this book... It is rocking my world. The subtitle of the book is Having the Life You Want by Being Present to the Life You Have. Yeah, that sounds pretty consistent with Soulbatical and Rebel Souls, right? And, you know, fighting for our rebelling for our best lives. So this is part of my practice of getting really present every day. And this morning, the passage that I read granted I'm recording this on March 22nd, you're going to hear it a little bit later than that, is called Sabbath time. And the quote that sets up his passage about Sabbath or days of rest is this, work when there is work to do, rest when you are tired. One thing done in peace will most likely be better than 10 things done in panic. I am not a hero if I deny rest. I am only tired. That's a quote by Susan McHenry. And Mark goes on just to talk about the importance of us taking the time to be refreshed and renewed. And I thought, like most of the passages that I've been reading every morning from his book, I'm like, no coincidence. This is a message. And it is wildly consistent with what I've been feeling lately. So some of you know, if you follow me on the socials, you've heard me talk a little bit about the fact that we've been through the ringer as a Paxton family over the past couple of months with both of our parents being ill, not in great health, aging, And we're bumping up against some pretty difficult decisions up until last Friday. So, you know, a few days before this recording, my mom had been living in the hospital or a rehabilitation center where she was recovering from a broken hip and leg from a bad fall. And my dad, for those of you who have read the book and heard me talk about my father, he had one major stroke and a minor stroke following that about three and a half years ago and has for the most part plateaued in his recovery. So while 
it's really amazing to experience his personality and his wit and his humor and that coming back. There's a lot that he hasn't gotten back. He is still quite brain damaged. He has many, many cognitive challenges in processing things. He, you know, is still quite limited in what he can do for himself. And he spends most of his time in a wheelchair, but he can walk with a cane short distances. He has a pretty short fuse. And so it's been a struggle having now two parents who require quite a bit of care, who are no longer independent. We're hoping that our mom does recover to a point where she can be independent again. But right now, they're in Naples, Florida. My sister's in Michigan. I've been spending the winter in California. And we've been going down caregiving primarily for our dad. And now we've got 24-hour care lined up for our parents. But for the past seven weeks, Christy, my sister, and I have really been taking care of our parents, at least one of our parents, if not both of our parents. And it's been exhausting. And so I've been back in LA for about two weeks and... I would say two days into coming back to LA, I hit a wall, a wall of physical exhaustion, mental exhaustion, emotional exhaustion, and realized that I wasn't taking my own medicine, that I wasn't practicing what I preach. And so I really spent the last two weeks like regrounding myself in what's important. And so that's why I sort of I felt like it was a little bit of a wink and a smile and a uh-uh kind of nudge from the universe that Sabbath time was sort of the way to get present today in the book of awakening. And so I thought, well, maybe that's it. Maybe that's what I can bring to you guys because if I'm struggling with this. My guess is you guys all have your own challenges that you're struggling with. And maybe you're also not giving yourself permission to slow down and to practice radical self-care. I mean, let's be honest. Some of you may be dealing with caregiving challenges with your children, with aging parents, with other loved ones. You're most likely, many of you are still dealing with homeschooling with your children. You know, hopefully we're getting toward the end of this pandemic with, you know, three approved vaccines, but it's been a year and it's been a year where a lot of stuff has been happening, right? Like life continue to go on life and death and struggles and crises on top of it all. And I don't know if you guys remember There was an article that I put in one of my newsletters probably back in August or September of 2020. And I'm going to link to it in the show notes again. The title of it is called, Your Surge Capacity is Depleted. It's Why You Feel Awful. And it was an article on Medium. Again, I'm forgetting the author right now, but I'll make sure the author is credited and I'll put the link in the show notes. But the basic concept or premise of this is... Our surge capacity is the combination of our mental and physical adaptive systems that basically help us with short-term survival through highly stressful situations. But the key in that description is short-term. And with COVID having lasted as long as it's lasted, and some of you who are listening to this are still in pretty serious lockdown. 
Others of us are moving a little bit more freely, but our worlds are different. And we're still, we are taxing our surge capacity because here we are struggling because we have to keep renewing and replenishing it over the long haul because it's not designed for the levels of anxiety and stress that we've been experiencing simply as a base level this past year, let alone the spikes in the other stuff that's gone on in our lives, the changing face of everything. And, you know, burnout numbers are off the charts with work because our boundaries are blurred. Work from home has been phenomenal in some respects and flexible. And it's, I think it's woken a lot of us up to, you know, what matters most. And do we really always need to go into the city center to a really expensive office building and all the things? But it's also really blurred those boundaries where it's like we're kind of working all the time. And for those of you with kids at home, you're kind of dealing with the kids all the time. So our surge capacity is like, like kaput. It's out unless we take the time to renew ourselves. So I wanted to reintroduce that concept and talk about radical self-commitment. That's what I'm dedicating this episode to. And I'm doing it super selfishly. And I'm stepping up and saying, you know, I got to take my own medicine. I've got to really step back and practice this because I came back just a puddle from caring for my parents. And while I was taking time out for walks, while I was doing a 10 minute meditation in the morning, while I was asking for support from friends, the reality is it's just heavy and taxing. And it was taking a lot out of me. And I know my sister was having the same experience when she was there. And so instead of asking for help or pushing off a lot of my work stuff, I was just like, okay, I'm back in LA. I can get back at it. I can go do all the things. I don't want to let anybody down. I don't want to disappoint anybody. God, I would hate to have to have an encore episode for Rebel Souls. I'd rather just push through. I mean, you guys get it. It's Looney Tunes. So this is exactly what I was doing until I just hit a wall. And I got great advice from, you know, got great coaching from my business partner, Lori, and my great friend, Vicki Shillington. Man, that I just needed to pause, pause and refresh and renew. And as the Book of Awakening reminded me, you know, take that moment, take a beat. And so I want to give us all some tools for how to think about this, right? Because it's bigger than self-care. You know, I'm as guilty as the next person for going self-care, self-care. And yes, self-care is hugely important. And it absolutely is part of the rest and renewal process. At the same time, this idea of radical self-commitment is bigger than self-care. Think about radical self-commitment as the big umbrella. And underneath it is self-care, resting and hydrating and moving and sleeping, letting ourselves sleep, getting ourselves into a beautiful, relaxed state so we can have a really deep night's sleep, eating healthy, or at least eating consciously. All of those things, self-care, 
And yes, if you can go get a massage, go get a massage. If you can carve out 10 minutes in the morning to meditate, just go inward, take that beat, slow down. Those are all beautiful examples of self-care. Doing what I did this evening before I recorded this podcast, I'm like, I'm just cashed. I've been in front of my computer all day long. I need to go out for a walk before I can really find the energy and the focus and the clarity to have this conversation with you guys. So I went out for three or four mile beach walk. I watched the sunset. If you're seeing this on YouTube, you'll notice it's dark behind me because I took the last sunlight hours to watch the sunset which to be honest, I don't do often enough. I don't know about you, but I sort of felt like this commitment around renewal. I was like, why am I not doing this? This is, whew, what a beautiful way to end the day. And I came back feeling on fire to record this episode. So that's self-care. And we all know that, but radical self-commitment is bigger than that. It is an awareness around what we need in any given moment is an awareness around our values and being able to pause and know, am I aligned with my values in this moment, with this decision, in this conversation, with what my calendar looks like? Am I aligned with my values? Am I living in service of my values? That's also radical self-commitment. That's another piece under that big radical self-commitment umbrella? Am I clear on my values? And am I living in a way that's aligned? Because a lot of times when we're feeling tension and stress in that drain and exhaustion, we realize it's, ooh, it's like pushing a boulder uphill because we're doing things. They don't feel right. They're draining us because they're not consistent with who we are and what we believe in. So think about that. Think about what are your values? Mine are freedom and courage and authenticity. And I need to check in with those every single day and understand what do I need to be doing or not doing to live in service of those. And the third piece I wanted to talk about is boundaries. Once we're really clear on values and living in alignment with our values, I find that where we often aren't committed to ourselves or practicing radical self-commitment is in this area of boundaries. And believe me, I am the first person to raise my hand and say, I have seen my boundaries like fall, literally like just collapse. Like somebody blew TNT underneath them. They just went, boom, disappeared. And it's something that my friend Mark Silverman, who's going to be on the podcast next month, I've talked about him in the Big Rocks episode, Rebelling for the Big Rocks. He talks about only tens and the importance of our boundaries so we can uphold and really only spend our time and energy the only things we really have on the things that matter most and the things that need to be done by us or the things that can only be done by us. And I would add to that the things that light us up. So we have to have boundaries around what we're not going to let into our lives. You know, the energy, the activity, the things that drain us, the things that are outside of our values, all of that 
And so with that comes the opportunity to have courageous conversations and also offer the gracious no. This is what I'm practicing a lot these days. You know, the gracious no, Mark taught me this. It's so beautiful. He says, a gracious no could sound like, let's say my business partner, Lori, calls me and says, oh, I just got this call from this company. They do XYZ. It sounds like an amazing opportunity. I'm not sure that I love the guy I talked to. He doesn't really live sabbatical. Not sure he's super aligned with what we practice, but they're offering us a six-figure contract. And a gracious no sounds like, Lori, you're a 10 for me. This business, sabbatical and liberating a billion souls is a 10 for me. But working with clients who don't share our values and who aren't aligned with our mission isn't a 10 for me. The money doesn't matter at that point because we will magnetize people who are aligned with our mission and the money will follow. That's an example of a graceful no. A more personal graceful no is another friend just invited me to sort of a fun coaching opportunity with horses. And it's happening in the Midwest the weekend right after I get back to Chicago. I've been gone from Chicago since January 3rd, and I'm driving cross country or halfway cross country to get back there and not arriving until April 12th. And I said to him, you're an absolute 10 for me. You know how much I love hanging out with you. And this opportunity sounds really fun, but that's my first weekend back in Chicago. I know I'm going to want to do nothing more than just be in my space, settle in, unpack my bags, just slowly get back into a routine and a rhythm and probably start to see some friends who I haven't seen for months in Chicago. That's a graceful no. And I know sometimes these are hard, you guys. I'm practicing ones that are hard, but we can do it to uphold our own boundaries, to give ourselves the space and the grace. So I want to give you another tool because this is something I've been practicing a lot, especially since realizing it's like checking in with ourselves doesn't happen once a day. Checking in with ourselves, if we're really practicing radical self-commitment, is happening throughout an entire day because we may start off in one space in the morning, whatever your morning routine looks like. And you're like, I am lighting the world on fire. I definitely have a lot of those mornings. And then by one o'clock in the afternoon, you're like, oh, or maybe it's two o'clock and you just, it's like, what happened? The fire is gone. I'm dragging, or I just can't sit in the chair in front of the Zoom anymore. Or maybe I had a meeting or an experience that just sucked my energy. So what does it look like for us to be heightening our own awareness and checking in with ourselves really on an hourly basis, asking ourselves, how do I feel mentally, physically, emotionally? Just feel into it, whole body feel into it. How do I feel? In this moment, this is a great thing to do in between calls and conversations and activities throughout your day. And then once you've checked in and you really process, like right now, I'm feeling, let's see, let me try this. I'm just going to close my eyes. 
take a deep breath. I'm checking in mentally. I'm starting to feel a little tired. I have that sleepy evening feeling. Emotionally, I'm feeling really calm and peaceful. I had an energy healing today. That felt good. And physically, I'm feeling kind of a buzzing throughout my body. I think because when I record, I get really electrified and kind of jazzed to have this conversation. Here's what I want you guys to do after you do that check-in for yourself. How do I feel mentally, physically, and emotionally? Ask yourself, what do I need in this moment? I think so often we check in and it's like, yeah, I'm feeling really tense or I'm feeling really anxious or my chest is so constricted. It's actually hard to breathe or I have a pounding headache or I'm just, I'm feeling exhausted or maybe you're just feeling lit up, but we don't often ask ourselves the next question. What do I need in this moment? And some of you know, we run a clubhouse room. My dear friend and soul sister, Christina Glickman and I, it's every Friday morning, 8 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Central called Soul Success. It's our little soulful corner of Clubhouse. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because on this topic, my friend Louisa Milano showed up actually for the past couple of weeks and she just drops the soul bombs and shares really powerful stories. And she brought a story of doing one of these check-ins for herself. And she did it before she had a call scheduled. And she was like, you know what? The call was in 10 minutes. She was like, I'm exhausted and I'm not present. And I don't feel like I can show up in the way that I want to show up for this call and for this person on the call. I need a 20-minute nap. I literally just need to close my eyes. I call them napitates, like some sort of nap and meditation combination. Sometimes for me, it's just... I'll turn on like a full body scan from Calm or uh, just ocean waves in the Calm app and just close my eyes for 15 minutes. It's not sleeping. For some of you, it might be. It might be a 20-minute power nap. For Louisa, that's exactly what she needed. So she reached out to the person who she had the meeting with and she said, I feel really vulnerable saying this to you, but I need to delay our meeting by a half an hour. Is that possible? And she didn't explain it. And the woman said, absolutely. No worries. Let's do it. And listen, I know every meeting can't be delayed by half an hour or whatever, but we've got to ask for what we need. And Louisa modeled this so powerfully. She then got on the phone half an hour later or on a Zoom call with this woman. And she said, I wasn't really sure if I was going to tell you this or not, but I feel really called to share. And she shared her story. The reason I delayed this meeting is because I checked in with myself and I knew that if I didn't take a break for 20 minutes, and in this case, for me, it meant napping, that I couldn't show up in a powerful way. And you and I were not going to have the call that I was hoping to have. And the woman said, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for giving me permission because you know what? I'm exhausted and I've been fighting it all day. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cancel my next meeting and lay down. Thank you for giving me permission. And so you never know 
right? Sometimes it's like that age old, you know, sometimes you're just praying somebody will, you know, in the days when we could have (laughs) big plans on a Friday night or a Saturday night, I know it's starting to open up again some places, but when you'd almost pray that the people or person you were going out with would cancel because all you really wanted to do was get under your cozy blanket (laughs) with you, like with your favorite food and watch Netflix. So yeah, check in, ask what you need. And I brought this tool up in another clubhouse session. I was with the guys from Tether. You guys have met Addison Brazil, one of my all-time favorite humans, soul brother. If you haven't listened to his episode on rebelling for mental health, please listen to it. Correlates with all of this. But they do a check-in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific time on Clubhouse. And we do this. When I join them, like we create this awareness. Everyone does a check-in. Everyone talks about how they're feeling in that moment, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And so I brought up, as we got deeper into our conversation after our check-ins, a tool that I've kind of created for my own use. And I want to end in this place with you guys, offering this tool that's around three Ps. So this is the three P tool around practicing radical self-commitment. So the first one is permission. That's the first P. And you guys have heard me talk ad nauseum about permission. And it just came up in the example with Louisa, like by Louisa modeling, taking a beat and asking herself what she needed in that moment so she could show up like the powerful badass she is. She was modeling radical self-commitment. She gave herself permission to not only check in with herself, but then to do what she needed to do. And so I'm giving you permission. Please give yourself permission to ask, you know, I do my orange post-it note exercise every day. What do I need to give myself permission to do, not to do, or to feel in order to show up as my most powerful self today? my most badass rebel soul today. It's so powerful. We need to give ourselves permission. So give yourself permission to take that beat, to slow down, to breathe, and to check in. Those three steps alone are going to take you out of the crazy. Just take one step off the treadmill and say, whew, yeah, okay. Let me pause. Let me check in. What do I need in this moment? The second P is practice. So let's practice doing this more often. Let's give ourselves permission and then let's put into practice slowing down, checking in, breathing, and asking ourselves what we need in this moment. And the more we practice, the more we build that muscle. And the more we build that muscle, the more we, P number three, pivot to really doing what's in service of our highest and best self. And that might sound like woo-woo talk, but said a different way, it helps us show up as our most powerful selves. Exactly what I said earlier. It helps us pivot toward our future self, toward who we want to become, toward how we want to show up. So you put those three together and they're three pretty powerful steps. And remember, every badass accomplishment is a series of tiny steps. So all we're talking about here is taking tiny steps, 
The first one starts with giving yourself that permission. Not only permission to ask yourself the question, but permission to grant yourself what you need in that moment and to ask for help or delegate or whatever to serve what you need in that moment. The second one is practice. Continue to put this in practice on a daily basis. Let it become a habit that will transform your life. And continue to take those steps as you give permission and practice so you can pivot towards showing up every day in an even more powerful way. This is what I'm trying to do, giving myself, creating that awareness, slowing down, asking these questions, applying this tool. And I finally did this last Thursday, you guys. For those of you who saw my IGTV, well, I guess when you hear this, it'll be you know a couple weeks ago. I was standing in this gorgeous place, Pacific Palisades, a gorgeous hike called Temescal Canyon Trail here in LA. And I was there because I just realized in that moment, I couldn't take on any more work. I was trying to push through work and I was exhausted and I was no help to anyone, not my clients, not myself, not the amazing programs that we're creating to bring to you guys not to my podcast guests. I canceled two podcast guests and I literally just packed a little backpack and went on this gorgeous solo hike. And it was just me and nature for the entire afternoon. And at first I felt really guilty. And then I thought, why? This is what I need. Would I rather just show up in a way where I'm not serving you guys where I'm not serving my mission? No. And I know you don't want to show up that way in your lives either. So let's make a commitment together. And I'll leave you by saying, what do you need in this moment? What did this spark for you? Is it sparking that like, yeah, I need to take a beat. I need to sit down. How am I truly feeling? Am I really even checking in with myself, especially with my body about how I'm feeling? And what do I need? And what support do I need around me? That's radical self-commitment. From there, you can start to practice all the self-care you need in service of it. You can put the boundaries in place. You can say the graceful no's. You can get really clear on when you're living in alignment with your values. I want all of us to live that life of radical self-commitment. Let's rebel for that, you guys. I really hope you're checking in. I hope you're giving yourself what you need in this moment. And as soon as you take your earbuds out or stop listening to this and just know that I'm I'm in this, I am in the messy middle with you and I will continue to share everything I'm learning and how I am gracefully moving through this because I want you to be able to do the same. I love you all. Sending so much rebel love, big hugs, and I'll see you again next week. Bye. Hey, Rebel. Thanks for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review so our fellow Rebel souls can find us. We have big work to do together. And if you want to dive deeper, head on over to my website at soulbatical.com and follow me at soulbatical on Instagram. Until next time, stay bold, brave, and badass. And never stop asking, what am I rebelling for?